Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of Strong Mamas and Macros. I am your host, Natalie Guevara, certified macro nutrition coach, personal trainer, and yoga teacher. I'm the founder of Strong Mamas and Macros, as well as the creator of Moderation Through Macros. This podcast is all about giving you strategies, tools, tips, and techniques to help you live your very best life through mindset, habits, nutrition, and of course, exercise. Today, we are talking about um, a controversial topic and a really juicy topic, and that is stress eating. Um, Stress eating, emotional eating, and and what it has to do with your cravings. So I have created a guide dealing with cravings. Um, It's called Crush Your Cravings. You can head to www.updogwellnessandfitness.com, download it, for completely free. There's a lot of information in there surrounding cravings. We've also previously done a little mini series on cravings on the podcast. So make sure you go back to previous episodes and take a little listen to those. I've given you a lot of strategies and techniques to deal with cravings already, but um, cravings. So if you get them from time to time, I just want you to start off by letting you know that you're not alone. There was a recent study done that showed that 97% of women and 68% of men experience at least occasional cravings, which is just an insane number. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken because you experience cravings. It's totally, totally normal. And what I'm actually going to talk about today is a little bit about my own personal story with cravings, how I've dealt with them, how I've managed them through the years, as well as what I teach and coach my one-on-one nutrition clients when it comes to cravings. So uh, as always, would love to hear your feedback on the episode. Would love to hear, uh, just would love to hear, to hear from you in general. I love getting messages from listeners on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever have you. So if you're not a member already of the Strong Mamas and Macros Facebook community, would love to have you there. So when's the last time you had a craving for something? I'd love to hear about that, whether you are a sugary person, a salty person, whether it's pizza, tacos, or snack foods. Um, You know, these are all the types of foods that we typically struggle with when we are craving things. So it's not so much that we are having cravings that are typically the problem. It's how we deal with those cravings that really count. So responding versus reacting to emotional and stress-related triggers to our eating. So it's time to switch up that the mindset around cravings and just you know feeling like there's something wrong feeling like you don't have the willpower feeling like you don't have discipline because cravings can be truthfully caused by so many different things from hormones to sleep deprivation hello new moms um to feeling stressed or even because you know foods guys are specifically designed to make us want to crave them there are scientists in labs that are on a day-to-day basis, working to make foods more palatable, more delicious, so that we actually want them more and more and more, so that we consume more and more and ultimately spend more money on them. So, um, you know, once again, I just don't want you to feel like there's anything that is, you know, quote, wrong with you because you have cravings. So a little bit about my history with cravings, you know, definitely I've been in the nutrition industry for quite some time. I've had my own coaches. I've had my own journey and cravings are are something that I can still tell you with complete honesty and transparency that I still experience. And, um, you know, it's just a little bit different in how I view them and whether or not I'm going to let them completely derail me from my goals or I'm going to respond to them in a little bit of a different way. I'm going to manage them in a little bit of a different way that serve me, serve my goals, but don't leave me 
feeling, you know, shameful, guilty or whatever. So several years ago, I would spend a lot of time going in between different states traveling for work. So I spent a lot of time on the road. It was really stressful. It impacted my sleep. Um, you know, all just the basic things that you that we talk about with, tra- with cravings from my ability to hit my protein goals, from, you know, macros not being consistent, all kinds of things. They're just I really lacked a lot of consistency in my overall life. And this was very, very stressful mentally, emotionally, and physically. So In order to unwind in the evenings, I used to love to sit down to some blue bunny ice cream. So very specifically, it was blue bunny, all kinds of fun flavors. I liked mixing the flavors together and it just became like almost like a little mini ice cream party um, in the evenings. It was it was my my go to. So you know, it got to the point where if I got stressed during the day, I would just be like, oh, I can't wait to get to that ice cream. I mean, how many of you guys have felt like this? Like if I could just have a little bit of chocolate, if I could just have, you know, some pizza, I'm going to feel so much better. Or, you know, we get stressed, we get fatigued, and then it starts to become this conversation. Well, I just really deserve this. I just really deserve this. So, you know, for a while, I was super active. I've been in the fitness and wellness industry for a while. So at this time, I was teaching group fitness classes, yoga classes, training on the floor. So I was really, really active. Um, however, as far as my overall health and well-being, having giant servings of ice cream every single evening were not serving my health goals, were not serving my physique goals, none of the things. So it really affected me actually negatively and probably actually affected my quality of sleep as well. But worse, worse of all, it affected my mindset and my relationship with food, which is a huge, huge thing. So coping with food emotionally or uh, coping with emotion, emotions with food rather can not just be damaging to your overall physique goals, but also your relationship with food in perpetuating that shame and guilt tunnel. Um, I, I am a big fan of, of talking about how food can perpetuate that because it's important to be able to notice and name that we can own our choices and our decisions rather than feeling that guilt and shame later. So we came up with a strategy, my husband and I, I was like, you know what, I just can't have this in the house anymore. I just can't have the ice cream. You know, he was partaking in the ice cream with me just as much as I was partaking in the ice cream. And so we decided together, like, we just can't have it, or we can only have it on the weekends, you know, just all these different stories of creating this willpower and discipline around the ice cream. Um, You know, long story short, that didn't work. So here's what happened. We eliminated the ice cream. You know, we had our our last hurrah. We finished off the cartons of ice cream. We would usually keep, you know, honestly about four cartons of ice cream in there so we could have different flavors to choose from. Um, So we finished off the last carton of ice cream and we were like, okay, no more. We're taking a break from the ice cream. You know, uh, all the conversations about the sugar gremlins and all this and we just didn't need it. So what ultimately happened is without having the ice cream in the house, all we did was wind up going to get ice cream after dinner. So we found some local ice cream shops and somehow that made it better because we were actually leaving the house to go get ourselves a treat. We were leaving the house to treat ourselves. We were stressful. We, you know, ate a good solid healthy dinner. Let's go treat ourselves to this ice cream and unwind. So it almost became like a date night activity to go get this ice cream, which was a little bit worse because then we were dealing with stress and emotions by eating the ice cream, but we were also creating an emotional connection to eating the ice cream. So it just perpetuated this this cycle of now we're actually even spending more money going to get the ice cream. So 
what ultimately happened, and this is a strategy that I teach in uh, the nutrition curriculum, the nutrition um, philosophy that I coach my clients on, and that's called moderation through macros. So moderation through macros is this philosophy that says 80% of the time we're eating nutrient-dense foods that align with our goals. 20% of the time we're still fitting in our macros, but we're allowing ourselves these special treats so that we don't feel deprived or restricted. And this practice that I that coach and I practice is called intermittent sampling. Now, intermittent sampling is not something that we just decide to do overnight and we are just, you know, killing it. Um, most of the practices that I coach, most of the practices that I personally practice are things that have taken years for me to be able to solidify both personally um, and, my, and my clients as well. It took me a while to, while to also get to a point where, where my clients were getting really good results with this practice, which I can honestly say that um, I, I have so many clients that are constantly telling me how freeing it is to be able to, to eat quality dense food, to be able to treat themselves occasionally and not feel like they constantly have to stuff their heads in the fridge to grab snacks. So what is intermittent sampling? Intermittent sampling is a practice of being able to have taste of everything, binge on nothing. So ultimately what happens, and, I, and I, I've said this multiple times on the podcast, and those that have worked with me, those that know me, um, know how, how uh, passionate I am about the fact that restriction and deprivation just perpetuates that food FOMO, that fear of missing out, that um, ultimately binging, right? So just like a child, when we're saying, no, 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 you can't, you can't, you can't, all we do is constantly think about it. All we're doing is saying like, oh, if I, you know, just did a little more exercise, maybe I could treat myself to this or, you know, ultimately getting the place where we go to what I call effort land, where it's just like, you know, this just isn't even worth it anymore. I just can't do it. So deprivation is not a sustainable strategy. And so just another perspective on deprivation is if you get to the goal that you want to achieve in a lifestyle that you don't want to live, you're not going to maintain your results. So this is such a huge thing for you to wrap your mind around as you start to make um, moves and, and, and take action towards achieving the goal that you want. If you're not doing it in a way that is going to be sustainable long term, then your results are not going to be sustainable long term. So just keeping that in mind, this is where intermittent sampling and some of the other strategies and tools that I teach are so, so, so important for you to be able to, to, to get results and, and live a life that you love. So intermittent sampling is when we do exactly what it says, we intermittently sample these things. So if you have a food, you have a food that you eat um, regularly from a stress or an emotional cause, we don't punish ourselves by saying no to having that. Now, ultimately, in a perfect world, we'd be able to sit down and say, okay, I'm stressed. This craving is driven by emotion. What do I actually need? So stress and emotional eating is just a way to cope with the stress and the emotions, right? You are needing something from something and you're going to get an immediate endorphin hit from just having something sweet, having something salty, having something tasty. The reaching for the food is just a coping strategy. That's all that it is. Um, so, you know, in being able to do this, when we're dealing with stressful situations and we're dealing with uh, emotional responses and, and we, we go to food, it's not really fair to yourself at that time to say no and perpetuate your stress by, you know, trying to fight through these cravings. And ultimately you'll probably wind up giving up anyway, and then you're not going to be better, any better off. Cause you're going to feel guilt and shame around the food decision that you made. So 
Just keeping all that in mind, this is where intersampling, intermittent sampling can be absolutely life-changing for you. So in the example of the ice cream, what you do is you measure it out. You measure it out. So no just like shoveling spoons into a bowl, no eating out of the ice, uh, ice cream container, uh, but actually taking out a serving. And so if you're tracking macros, I do recommend that you weigh the ice cream, not to be obsessive, not to be restrictive, but so that you have awareness of what you're actually consuming. I see so many people track, you know, one cup, half a cup, whatever, and we can actually pack a lot into a cup. And so the actual volume of the cup and the grams that the food is weighing are two totally different things. So I, I would encourage you to just have knowledge and awareness of what you're consuming. Don't restrict uh, don't deprive, and I'm going to get to where that really comes into play in just a moment. So measuring out your serving, put it in a bowl. I see a lot of people, you know, they'll talk to me about just getting, especially people that live alone, they'll get out a, a tiny little handful of chip bag and they'll just log a serving or whatever. But what is ultimately happening is either they're not having what they actually think they're having or they're overdoing it. And so this is where it becomes really important, especially with dips. If, you're, if your big thing is chips and dips, Measure out the dip so that you know what you're consuming because that can add up really, really quickly. And not only is this going to be detrimental to your physique goals, is it's just not good for our overall health and well-being and um, and the way we we feel in our skin and in our bodies. So having a general idea of the amount that you're eating, log it, sit down, sit down. Don't just go through the kitchen, grab a handful of chips, grab a handful of M&Ms, grab a spoonful of ice cream out of the freezer, whatever it is, sit down without distractions and allow yourself to enjoy the food to soothe your stress and your emotions. Allow yourself to enjoy the food to soothe your stress and emotions. Here's the thing, and you guys have probably heard me say this before. I see this time and time again. I used to do this. I see it over and over and over again with my clients is they will have the food. You know, they'll send me a message and say, I did this because I was stressed. This was an emotional binge, so on and so forth. And then they're constantly telling me how stressed and how guilty and shameful they feel about doing that. And so it's just a vicious, vicious cycle. So if you're reaching for food in order to soothe an emotion, in order to deal with stress, I want you to sit down and soothe your stress, soothe your emotions with the food, rather than just doing it on the go, doing it mindlessly, do it mindfully, so that you can actually get to a place where you're like, okay, you might start to notice, I didn't need that food, which is awesome. Then you can start to get in touch with what it is that you actually do need to deal with the stress, to deal with the negative emotions. So again, we're taking that serving out. We're going to have it. We're going to do it in a mindful and intentional way versus a mindless and just like, you know, I'm just doing this because this is here. That is a huge mindset shift, a huge habit shift to overall transform the way you consume food and the way you deal with stress eating and emotional eating. So what happens if you have that serving and you decide you want more? Set a timer, 20 to 30 minutes. Use your smartphone. Everyone's smartphone has a timer. Set a timer, 20 to 30 minutes. If that timer goes off, ask yourself, do I want another serving, yes or no? And if you say yes, go get yourself another serving. Weigh it, track it, log it, sit down, enjoy it, and do the same thing. And do the same thing. What you will find out is you will consume less and less and less over time. Because when you actually sit down and have that mindful awareness of what you're consuming, what you're doing, enjoying the food, you want less over time. 
I had a client tell me um, recently, she is a mom to a young little boy and she has been struggling with weight loss for years and years and years. And so what we've been working on with her, aside from getting an appropriate uh, macro portion balance, we've been working on not just portion control, but how she actually consumes food. And she came to me in their check-in call last week and was like, you know, the biggest transformation that I've had, and she's only been with me for about three-ish weeks, the biggest transformation that I've had so far, the scale hasn't moved, nothing else has really changed except for I notice when I sit down and I remove all the distractions and I eat slowly that I actually notice that I'm full way, way, way before um, I actually was. Her biggest thing, she uses a meal delivery service. And she was telling me that previously all these meals were leaving her feeling absolutely starving. She was absolutely starving. Um, it wasn't enough food. And so we were, she wanted to look for ways that she could fill in the gaps there. And now just three weeks into to working with some of these strategies, she's able to sit down and guess what? Those portions are actually enough. She's feeling full. She's feeling satisfied. And that is absolutely amazing. The same thing with the stress eating, the same thing with the emotional eating. If you practice this intermittent sampling, if you really want a sweet treat, if you're on your period and you're stressed and you're craving and you want a sweet treat, allow yourself to do it, but allow yourself to do it in a mindful and intentional way. You're going to consume less calories doing it this way versus trying to deprive, trying to restrict, and then ultimately winding up getting into where you're going to binge and you feel like you have to take it all in, which is what I did. I would go out for ice cream because I didn't have the ice cream tub at home. I would order a large ice cream versus at home. I probably was actually consuming less, but because I tried to remove it from my life, I tried to restrict, I tried to deprive, I would go out and I was in a place of scarcity. I was in a place of scarcity. I had to order what I wanted because I didn't have any more at home. And so if you're operating from a place of abundance, you put this ice cream in a bowl, sit down and eat it. And then you can be honest with yourself. Do I want more? Yes or no. And if you want some more, you can have some more. It's in your freezer. Go get it. This is an awesome strategy to not teach you to um, have to remove trigger foods from your life because that's not sustainable. What happens when you go on vacation? What happens when you're at a party? This teaches you that you can truly trust yourself around food. You can truly recognize what you want, what you need, and you can do it in a mindful and intentional way. As always, would love to hear if this resonates with you. Would love to hear how you are implementing these strategies and practices in your day-to-day -day life. Would love to see you in the Strong Mamas and Macros Facebook community. Until next time, have a great day, guys.